Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey, everybody. Welcome into the Panthers Insider Show. Doug Plagans here with you talking all things Panthers hockey over the course of the next hour. And as always, we've got a busy show to send your way today. The Panthers, of course, they've won five straight games. They start off a Western road trip tomorrow night, 10 o'clock Eastern faceoff, 930 Panthers preview across the radio network. So the Panthers and the LA Kings tomorrow night, 10 o'clock Eastern. The Panthers will play seven straight road games before their next home game. Game, which is going to be on Tuesday, March 29th against Montreal at 7. FloridaPanthers.com, Ticketmaster.com, 954-835-PUCK to get your Panthers tickets and see this red-hot Panthers team, one of the best teams in the National Hockey League, live and in person. Busy show coming your way, coming up later on in the hour. My co-host on the Territory Talk podcast, Jamison Olive, he's going to be stopping by. You know him from FloridaPanthers.com, from the second intermission of every Panthers radio broadcast. Jamison is going to join us later on in the hour to talk about the five-game win streak and the road trip that lies ahead for the Panthers, so it'll be great to catch up with him. Coming up next segment, we will revisit a cut from the most recent Territory Talk podcast, which you can find at FloridaPanthers.com slash Territory Talk. Brendan Burke from NHL on TNT, enough to stop by. We'll revisit that conversation coming up on the other side of the break next segment. But first, we got to recap the week that was. The Panthers have now won five straight games. The Panthers back on Monday picked up a win over Buffalo by a 6-1 final score. That was a third straight win. On Tuesday, they beat Pittsburgh. That was a fourth straight win. And then on Thursday, the Panthers knocked off the Philadelphia Flyers by a 6 Three final score. Panthers have won five straight games. Speaking of Thursday's win over Philadelphia, here are the highlights as they aired on the Florida Panthers radio network. And an outlet pass goes out towards center. The Flyers don't connect, and back in come the Panthers. Here's Verhage. High slot, turnaround shot. He scores! Carter Verhage off the spin move in front of the net, and the Panthers have a 1-0 lead. 
along the end boards. Ryan Hart, Barkov, right circle. It's Duclair up top again for Ekblad. Saucer pass, Huberto left side shot, and they score! Looks like that may have been tipped out in front by Sam Reinhardt, but the Panthers, another power play goal. They stay red hot with the man advantage. It's 2-0. Provorov grabs it behind the net for Philadelphia, turns it over. Reinhardt backhand pass, right circle. Barkov across. Huberto thinks about a shot, lets it go. It's batted at and they score. Sam Reinhardt at the side of the net took a swat at that one. He knocks it past Carter Hart. And the Panthers have another power play goal and a 3-0 lead. For Hagee, a lane right side. For Hagee, right circle in front of shot, and he scores. It's 4-0, 2 for Carter. For Hagee, top shelf. Past Hart, 4-0 Panthers, 29.3 seconds to go in the first, and the Panthers already running away with this thing. Ekblad at the line to Huberto, top of the near circle, back door, Duclair in front, tipped and they score! And this is going to be Duclair's goal, a power play goal for Anthony Duclair, and it's 5-3 Panthers, and Duclair stays red hot. Ekblad out along the far boards. Reinhardt taps it ahead. Huberto for the offensive end. He'll hand it off so Reinhardt can complete the hat trick. He scores. It's 6-3 with the empty netter. And Sam Reinhardt gets his third of the night. Here's Lindball. He'll pass one on for Hornquist. Tap back for Lindball. He sends it cross ice Montour. Deep inside the Panthers zone. He'll hold it as time expires. The Panthers have won five straight games. They take tonight 6-3 over the Philadelphia Flyers. A hat trick for Sam Reinhardt. Four point nights for Huberto and Ekblad. Lead the way offensively on a big night for the Panthers. 6-3. They knock off Philadelphia and the Panthers stay hot. That's five straight wins. So a 6-3 win for the Panthers in their most recent action back on Thursday evening. And that sets the table for tomorrow night's game. Panthers kicking off a Western road trip. They'll visit Los Angeles. 10 Eastern, 9.30 Panthers preview. We've got you covered across the Panthers radio network. Later on in the program, we'll visit with Jamison Olive from FloridaPanthers.com. He's going to stop by. We'll talk about the week that was and the road trip ahead. But coming up next, we'll revisit a cut from the most recent Territory Talk podcast, get some national perspective, and... NHL on TNT's Brendan Burke joined Jamison Olive and me this week. We'll revisit that conversation from a few days ago. Coming up next, Doug Plagan's with you. This is the Panthers Insider Show on the Florida Panthers Radio Network. Hey everyone, welcome back here on the Panthers Insider Show. Doug Plagan's here with you talking all things Florida Panthers hockey over the course of this hour. Of course, the Panthers kicking off a Western road trip coming up tomorrow night, 10 o'clock Eastern, 9.30 Panthers preview across the radio network. The Panthers and the Los Angeles Kings tomorrow night. That'll begin the string of seven straight road games for the Panthers. They'll be in San Jose coming up on Tuesday at 10.30, Vegas at 10 o'clock on Thursday, all times Eastern, of course. And then the Panthers will visit the Anaheim Ducks coming up on Friday night at 10 o'clock Eastern. The next Panthers home game is going to be the 29th of this month, a Tuesday night at 7 o'clock at FLA Live Arena, FloridaPanthers.com, Ticketmaster.com to get your tickets. And a reminder, the Feltman's Value Pack is back for this season. Each Feltman's Value Pack includes Panthers tickets for four, as well as a Feltman's all-natural hot dog, popcorn, and soda. Go to FloridaPanthers.com slash value pack for more information. Well, coming up next segment, I'll be joined by Panthers beat writer at Florida Panthers com. You know him from the Territory Talk podcast, which you can find at floridapanthers.com slash Territory Talk or wherever you find your podcast. You also hear him in the second intermission of every Panthers radio broadcast. Jameson Olive is going to stop by. Coming up 
next segment. But speaking of Jameson, this segment, I want to get to a cut from the most recent Territory Talk podcast. And again, you can find it at floridapanthers.com slash Territory Talk. This week on Territory Talk, Jameson and I, we were joined by one of the broadcasters from TNT's NHL coverage, Brendan Burke, kind enough to stop by this week. I'd like to dive into that conversation and revisit it right here. Well, joining us now here on Territory Talk, first time here with us on Territory Talk, the official Panthers podcast, but I know if you're a hockey fan, you know the guy that's about to stop by here. He is the play-by-play voice for the Islanders on MSG. You know him as one of the play-by-play voices on the NHL on TNT coverage. He's been around the game for a long time. My friend and yours, Brendan Burke, kind enough to stop by here. Brendan, first of all, thanks for taking some time out for us. I know the schedule's pretty wacky lately. Where are you these days? What's going on? (laughs) I'm searching for a Tim Hortons here in the Toronto airport uh, in between (laughs) uh, my flight to get to Edmonton for a TNT game tomorrow. So uh, thanks for having me on. Appreciate, uh, appreciate you bringing me through. Well, I wanted to get to it first. There's a few things we want to discuss just in terms of some general NHL stuff. We'll ask you about TNT coming up in a little bit, talk a little bit about your broadcast journey. But, uh, Brendan, I want to ask you first, you actually had the uh, Panthers-Hurricanes game a few weeks back. It was a nationally televised game on TNT. I know it's been a little bit, but it was a, it was a tight game. It was an anticipated game. What do you remember from that one, and what stood out from seeing this Panthers team? I'd like to get your national perspective on the Panthers. Yeah, I, I think that uh, I think everybody's reaction after that was, if, if we're signing up for, for seven games of that in April or May, um, or I guess May or June, uh, that that's fine with us. I, I think from an Asheville perspective, <laughs> the Panthers are a lot of fun to watch. I think I think we're going to have to retire the narrative, Doug, though, of the oh Barkov and Uberdo are underrated and nobody talks about them. And I'm, I I think I think we've finally gotten the message through to the rest of the National Hockey League and the rest of the casual hockey fans that these guys are are just elite superstars in the NHL. So um, you know they're fun to watch and 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 I'm going to be watching them a lot. I think over the next few months. And like you said, the cat's out of the bag on guys like Barkov, Huberto, Ekblad. But when you were, you know, covering, calling that game Panthers-Canes, was there maybe one guy on the Panthers where you saw him and said, okay, this is my first time kind of seeing this guy live, and he's pretty darn good? You know, I, I, I think that it's just a nice balance, right? Like, you 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 have this this superstar, you know, in, in Huberto and, and Barkov, but you also just have a complete depth chart that, that people don't realize. Uh, you know, like like a, a Bennett or a Reinhardt or guys that just kind of plug into the lineup that maybe, uh, you know, people don't even realize, oh, oh, they're in Florida. How about that? But they, they, they fit so well together and they just create, uh, you know, the the, situa- the the systematic depth that you, you need as a hockey team, you know, to be a playoff caliber team, right? We know there are talented teams. We know there are teams that have a lot of all-stars and high-end talent. And you're talking about the top six but they don't have the bottom six to compete or that, that last pair defense just, just can't get it done. Um, but the way that this team is structured and the way that Andrew Burnett has them playing, uh, there are no obvious gaps, no obvious holes that need to be filled the way that they play this game. So, um, you know, I think that was probably the biggest takeaway I got from watching them play in person is that this is a, a team that, that is built for, you know, the NHL hard grind of a Stanley Cup playoff run. And, of course, a wild finish in that game, Aaron Ekblad with the uh, game-winning breakaway in overtime. And i got to ask, just uh, Doug uh, can answer this question as well, but for yourself, just as a, a play-by-play broadcaster, what's the feeling like when a guy is going down the ice on a breakaway in overtime? Because, obviously, you're building up for what could be an incredible call. Just go, You have like only a couple seconds. Just what's going through your head in those moments? Yeah, well, in that specific instance, 
that was, if you remember, uh, TNT had cut into the mm-hmm. first shift of, of Jack Eichel in Vegas, and I'm sitting there having a heart attack because <laughs> I'm saying nothing as I'm seeing this play develop. I'm like, hey, hey, we got to come back here. Like, give it back, give it back, give it back. And all I got was breakaway goal, I think, was, was all that I was able to get out. Um, That's all you, you know, need those sometimes. Are, those, <laughs> yeah, I mean, we got the point across, right? Um, but I think that it, as, as a play-by-play guy, when you see certainly breakaways or odd man rushes develop in overtime, it, it's the ideal scenario, right? Because you have the ability and the time, even if it's only a few seconds, to set up what this means. Hey, this is a two-on-one, a chance to win it. They score. You, you, you don't get caught off guard. Sometimes it's a bang-bang play. Sometimes you can barely get the words out and they're already celebrating. But when you have that deliberate pace up the ice, and, and Dougie, I know you know this, uh, it gives you an opportunity to be a little more creative and, and really punch that home you know, at the right moment. And then if they make a save, then you're selling the save. Either way, you're building up to this is going to be a pivotal moment in this hockey game. Brendan Burke, our guest here on Territory Talk, and uh, always uh, an outstanding broadcast, Brendan, whenever you're on the mic, and uh, got to hand it to you for the, for the fine work. And uh, as one question here about the Panthers, and then another from a, a broader scope, but you're going into a lot of buildings. You're doing a lot of these national games. I know everybody just loves to talk hockey. That's what happens in press boxes across the league. Uh, how much are how much chatter is there that you hear about this Panthers team? Maybe especially north of the border. It seems like they are getting the the credit across North America that they deserve. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually excited to. Uh, I, I could give you a better update uh, a little bit later on once I get to Edmonton, <laughs> just because uh, we haven't been able to get to Canada very often. Right, the last time I did a game in Vancouver, I actually did it from a studio in Atlanta. So um, I'm happy to be going back on the road and getting back into Edmonton. And a lot of the the Canadian broadcasters haven't come to us. So, um, you know, there hasn't been a lot of that conversation between as many broadcasters as we'd like. I think more and more we're starting to see uh, guys get out on the road. You know, but I think that, you know, this Panthers team, the conversation is, hey, they're legit. Uh, I think that there's so many. I, I shouldn't say so many, but there are a number of teams that could win the Stanley Cup this year. I think everybody's on the same page. There's no... Yes, Colorado's probably going to win the President's Trophy, but I think they need to prove it uh, in the postseason before everybody's ready to anoint them. I think it's it's Tampa's Cup until they lose it, right? I think there's a lot of different narratives you can sell. I think Calgary has a real good opportunity, but the Florida Panthers are one of those teams where there's no reason why they can't win the Stanley Cup, and I think that's kind of the conversation. This is a legit team. This is not a flash in the pan. As long as they get Bobrovsky to play like he has been in years prior um, and can do it in the Stanley Cup playoffs, um, you know, then they're right up there with those that top echelon of teams that have a chance to win the Stanley Cup this year. And Brendan, looking at the Metro Division teams, of course, in a in a playoff series, Carolina, obviously, that team will be a difficult out. Pittsburgh's been playing great. The Rangers, in your mind, who is the the toughest out of those Metro Division teams? Yeah, probably Carolina. I, I think just they they just play that heavy physical playoff brand of hockey all year long, uh, and and they've got the high end talent to match it too. Um, you know, and Rod Brindamore has them them bought in, and, and they've played that game now for years. Um, they haven't always been able to make it all the way through the, the, the playoffs, but that's a, that's a good hockey team in Carolina. I think the Rangers are interesting. The Rangers are, are a good hockey team, and don't get me wrong, but but Igor Shosturkin might get my vote for the Hart Trophy. I mean, without him, that team is nowhere near where they are. Now, I say that both to say, hey, I could see them getting bounced out in the first round, or I could I could say that saying Igor Shosturkin might win him a Stanley Cup. He's that good. <laughs> Um, so the goaltending situation in, with the Rangers is a very curious one. And, and the Pittsburgh Penguins, you mentioned Mike Sullivan, man, that guy should get some Jack Adams consideration every year mm-hmm. with what he's done. Uh, I mean, the roster just flips over. 
They deal with injuries seemingly every year, long-term injuries to big-name players, and they just keep on going. I, I've been really impressed with the Pittsburgh Penguins and their consistency over the last few seasons, not just this year, uh, but the last few seasons with what Mike Sullivan has been able to do with a roster that doesn't necessarily say, hey, uh, this is a Stanley Cup contending team, and here they are at the top of the league standings, near the top of the league standings, again in a year where I think that the narrative at the beginning of the season was, hey, in the Metro, uh, Crosby and Ovechkin, they're done. The Caps and Penguins are going to come back. They've been up there for such a long time. They're going to regress, and there's going to be a new playoff team in there. Um, it, it, I, I'm not sure. The, Cap, the Caps are probably going to make playoffs just because they built a big lead, uh, but they have certainly regressed and are sliding right now. Pittsburgh Penguins are locked. They're going to make another playoff run, and it, it's really incredible what they've been able to do. Brendan Burke, our guest here, and Brendan wanted to ask you just how exciting it's been to be a part of this NHL on TNT coverage here in the maiden voyage season, if you will. What's the experience been like for you? Oh, it's, it's been incredible. It's been a whole lot of fun. And, and to be uh, with the, the the network from the ground level here with their hockey coverage and to see you know, their commitment to doing sports and doing it well is, is just so nice to see. I mean, we, we've seen what they've done with their NBA coverage and, and the, the monster that they've created with their pre- and post-game coverage at the NBA level. Um, and, and now we're transitioning that over to, to TNT, and, I, and I'm fortunate. Uh, I get Darren Pang to work with on a nightly basis uh, on our TNT coverage, who is uh, a professional, but also just one of the most genuine and and energetic and positive and incredible human beings to work with. And he brings that to every broadcast, and he brings that to our, our meetings and to our games um, and makes my job a whole lot easier. So uh, Panger and I, you, we kind of rotate in a third person on our broadcast, uh, depending on the situation, uh, but he and I have been together for every single show, and it's been a, it's been a blessing to to work with him um, and and to be part of TNT. They treat us extremely well, and they're committed to covering the game the right way. I think that's the biggest thing, right? They use more cameras uh, than any other hockey broadcast I've ever been a part of. Uh, I think I did a, a regular season game with 36 cameras. Wow. Uh, and that's kind of a normal thing for TNT. Just to give you an idea, there are local shows that have less than 10 on a regular basis. So 36 is, is above and beyond um, what a normal broadcast does. So to, to, be ha- to have TNT committed to, to using their resources and spending the money to cover hockey the way they believe it should be covered, uh, it's been outstanding to see it from, from my perspective. Yeah, I had a chance to meet Panger for the first time in Carolina, and uh, he was an absolute gem, so you're right there. But uh, you talk about TNT, of course, that's the that's the top of the mountain right there. All the cameras, the production value, uh, just the reach the channel has, all those good things. But like Doug, you you, you paid your dues. You came up through the coast, through the A. Uh, it's been a, a long journey for you, you know, coming up through the hockey ranks and broadcasting. So i got to ask, I mean, we, our listeners hear Doug's stories all the time, but do you have any good stories kind of from that climb up uh, to where you are now from back in the day? Oh, a million, right? <laughs> I mean, just uh, I, I'm sitting here in this airport, right? And I'm in I'm in Toronto. I'm, I'm on a layover from New York to Toronto to Edmonton for the, the TNT game this week. And, uh, and I'm just walking through this airport, and I immediately flash back to sitting in this airport where uh, when I was in Peoria, in Peoria, Illinois, with the Rivermen, it's a, it's a really bad spot to try and travel from. Doug got the nice, nice schedules from Cleveland where you can get anywhere you want on the plane. <laughs> Uh, he didn't have to go through the hardships that we did in Peoria. Uh, but but I, I just flash back to we used to have to play uh, in Abbotsford, British Columbia. You know, we'd make two trips out there a season, two trips back. That trip, by the way, was a three-hour bus ride from Peoria to Chicago, a flight from Chicago to Toronto, a flight from Toronto to Vancouver, and then an hour-and-a-half bus ride to Abbotsford. 
and you would go there for two days and then you would do it all in reverse again. And it's just, that, that was just how we, we lived. Right. And that, that's how they're still doing it to a certain extent. So, um, there are many stories, but just off the top of my head, just being in this airport, I was just literally thinking about how hard it used to be just to get to a hockey game um, at the AHL level and, and how uh, how grateful I am to, to certainly be in a different situation now. But uh, 10 years in the minors, two years in the Wheeling, West Virginia, Wheeling Mailers ECHL <laughs> franchise, and then five years in Peoria, Illinois, and three in Utica, New York, which also wasn't exactly the greatest place to get to Abbotsford from, but... Uh, we made it work. Brendan Burke, our guest here, and we could go on and on with great stories. And I remember the 11-12 season, Brendan. It was one of the first times that we ever went and did anything outside of the rink, and you pulled up in, on a snowy night in Peoria, Illinois, out in front of the hotel in your in your awesome Jeep Wrangler that was not going to be stopped <laughs> by any any weather conditions that could have come our way. You picked me up. We drove across the river. It was icy. There weren't a lot of cars on the road. We went to a Buffalo Wild Wings in Peoria and uh, probably Probably talked about some of these stories about bus rides and, uh, and plane flights, just like we're doing right now. And uh, Brendan, that's uh, just wanted to say thanks for stopping by. I know you're a busy man. You're on your way across North America and back, but uh, wanted to say thanks for stopping by. Always a fan of watching the broadcasts, and uh, best of luck the rest of the season. All right, Doug, I, I appreciate you guys having me on. And uh, whenever you want to hit a Buffalo Wild Wings down in South Florida, I'm all for it. <laughs> we, the, the roads will be much better than they were that night in Peoria. Yeah. We can we can assure you of that. So we can we can put that on the calendar, and uh, it'll be smoother sailing driving there. But, uh, Brendan, thanks for your time. We'll talk to you soon. You got it, guys. Thank you. Brendan Burke from NHL on TNT, kind enough to stop by this week on the Territory Talk podcast. If you like what you heard, you can find that episode and all the episodes of Territory Talk, floridapanthers.com slash Territory Talk, or wherever you find your favorite podcast. Panthers fans, time to rep the shield. Join the Territory. Become a member now. Territory memberships for next season are on sale. Special benefits include pre-sale access to the 2023 NHL All-Star Weekend, priority access to playoff tickets, and much more. Go to floridapanthers.com slash members or call 954-835-PUCK to become a Territory member today. Well, coming up next segment with the Panthers on a five-game win streak, heading out west to begin a string of seven straight road games. Jameson Olive stopping by the show coming up next segment. We'll talk all things Florida Panthers, review the week that was, look ahead to the week coming up, lots to get to about the red-hot Florida Panthers. That's coming up on the other side of the break. Doug Plagans here with you. More of the Panthers Insider Show straight ahead right here on the Florida Panthers Radio Network. Hey everybody, welcome back here in the Panthers Insider Show. Doug Plagans here with you. One segment to go, but it's going to be a fun one. An exciting guest coming your way here in just a few moments. Panthers fans, remember it's not too early to start planning for the 2023 NHL All-Star Game here in South Florida. Come see some of the biggest stars across the league, showcase their skills, and enjoy some South Florida sun. Pre-sale access is available to territory members. For more information, go to floridapanthers.com slash members. Of course, all your Panthers ticket information available at FloridaPanthers.com or by calling 954-835-PUCK. The Panthers have won five straight games, but they don't have a home game until the 29th of this month when Marty St. Louis and the Montreal Canadiens come to town. Again, that's later on this month for a 7 o'clock face-off on Tuesday the 29th. FloridaPanthers.com Ticketmaster.com to get your tickets. Before then, the Panthers, of course, will kick off a road trip tomorrow night. That is Sunday night, 10 Eastern. The Panthers on the road against the Los Angeles Kings. That's going to be a 10 Eastern start. We'll have you covered across the Panthers radio network beginning with Panthers preview at 9.30. Tuesday at 10.30, the Panthers are in San Jose. Thursday at 10.30, all times Eastern, of course. The Panthers in Vegas. Friday 
at 10 o'clock Eastern, the Panthers are in Anaheim. So a West Coast swing. Panthers playing some late-night games for us out east. Stay up late for us. We'll have it all for you across the Panthers radio network. And, well, here to talk about the week that was for the Panthers, who have won five straight games, to talk about the road trip coming up, to talk all things Panthers, my friend and yours, from the Territory Talk podcast, which, of course, you can find at floridapanthers.com slash Territory Talk. New episodes each and every Wednesday. You can also find it wherever you find your favorite podcast. He covers the Panthers, of course, for floridapanthers.com. My friend and yours, Jameson Olive, kind enough to stop by. Jameson, welcome back to the program. How are you here this morning? And, well, thanks for taking taking some time out for us. No, doing great. Thanks for having me on, Doug. Obviously, we talk a lot on the podcast, but it's nice to have a life outside of that. Here we are on the, the radio talking together, which is great. Um, and just, yeah, really exciting times for the Panthers. Uh, you know, left uh, left home here in a big way with a big exclamation point with that win over the Flyers and now pretty much living on the road here for almost the rest of the month. So uh, some tough challenges ahead for the Panthers, but of course, with how good they've looked this season, you got to think they're up to the task. Yeah, as we've discussed, the proper terminology would be seven consecutive yes. road games. It's not a seven-game road trip because the Panthers will come home in the middle of it in the middle of the seven consecutive road games after the Anaheim game Friday night the Panthers actually have five consecutive days without a game before they go back on the road to take on the Montreal Canadiens so seven consecutive road games coming up for the Panthers but what I want to talk to you about first is the five consecutive victories the Panthers have of course picking up the most recent one against Philadelphia a game where they stormed out to that early lead and that proved to be enough uh, the rest of the way the Panthers have won five straight and perhaps what's most impressive is the fact that those five straight wins came after the Panthers dropped three straight on home ice, three games in which they didn't play poorly by any stretch of the imagination, ran into some desperate teams, but I think the biggest thing, and this is a big attribute for any team that plans to have success going into the Stanley Cup playoffs, it's the way you respond, and I think we can't say enough about how the Panthers responded. They dropped three straight, well, what do you know? They've won five straight. Yeah, the sky wasn't falling at all, like we talked about. And the term I always use is the Panthers were losing. They weren't getting beat. All the underlying numbers were still great. They were still getting a ton of scoring chances. They were still executing their game plan. Uh, they just lost thanks to a couple bounces, a couple of you know, bad strings of play here and there, You know, not playing the full 60, maybe a good 55 and a bad five minutes cost them. Just things like that. So no real alarms, no real red flags, but a couple teaching moments for the Panthers during those three games. But then, obviously, like I said, when the underlying numbers are that good, you know things are going to swing back in your favor eventually. And here we are now five straight wins the team's playing great and they're playing so good right now that you know Andrew Burnett talked uh, after the Flyers game that you know when they were up four nothing you lose focus sometimes they're so good and they're scoring so many goals and they're building such big leads that their biggest challenge right now is just kind of staying focused and taking things super seriously out there and that's kind of the teaching moment they're at now is uh, obviously it's not going to be like this in the playoffs and the playoffs they're all going to be tight games for the most part as although you know who knows the Panthers this offense is not like something we've ever seen before maybe they are going to put up five a game in the playoffs but traditionally you wouldn't think so so the Panthers they're going to be playing a ton of tight games here coming up soon but right now it is just kind of learning how to balance you know being so good while also you know maintaining that focus for a full 60 minutes yeah you look back at the five game win streak Jamison and not to undermine any opponents but you look at the teams the Panthers beat on the trip Ottawa non-playoff team Detroit a team that's you know making positive strides but they're still in their transition Buffalo back on Monday they're a, a team that's uh, again in transition the Flyers, uh, they're trying to figure out what the next step's going to be. It's not a, a season that's going to result in a playoff berth for them. Did you get the feeling, though, that in the middle of all that, the game in Pittsburgh, 
back on Tuesday night, being the second end of a back-to-back against a rested Pittsburgh team. The Penguins are having a really nice season once again. They've got primetime players on their side, household names, Sidney Crosby, Evgeny Malkin, a lot of the players that fans have come to recognize over the years from all the success the Penguins have had. Did you have the sense that that was really, that was the big test this week? And the Panthers, they passed it. It was a game that went right down to the wire. Of course, Pittsburgh threatened late. You expect them to do so. They're a battle-tested team. But I felt like we learned a lot about the Panthers that night against the Pittsburgh Penguins back on Tuesday. Yeah, a really good team and a really tough building. The Panthers, you know, they'd played 24 hours earlier. Uh, the Penguins had about, I think, four days rest or something. So they were very rested, a ton of preparation for the Panthers. They knew what to expect, yet the Panthers were still able to execute their game. And like I said before, that's the biggest thing for the Panthers. Win or lose, they never deviate. They're always executing their game plan. They're always getting those results they want. And that's usually why they end up in the win column at the end of the game. Uh, but overall, I just love what they kind of took away and kind of what they learned from that game against the Penguins because Bobrovsky was fantastic in net. Uh, two of those three goals were off his own defenders. Nothing he can do there. Um, he was great in a playoff-like game. That's the kind of Bob the Panthers want, of course, down the stretch into the postseason. Um, so that was really positive. And the this is something that I think is obviously going to come up in the playoffs, and it always comes up in hockey, especially in the playoffs when you know officiating kind of changes a bit from what it is during the regular season. But the calls just weren't going the, the Panthers' way in that game. A couple rough calls against them, a couple calls they should have got, yet they didn't get frustrated. They fought through that, and they still found a way to win the game because that, that is a factor, Doug. That does come up in the playoffs. You, you can't get frustrated when a call doesn't go your way or maybe when a call costs you or you know a, a fluky goal goes in. Uh, the Panthers always find a way to get back to the bench and reset after every single goal, good or bad and keep pushing forward. So the mental fortitude definitely shined through there, and it's something they've you know really shown a lot this season. Jameson, all of our guests here from the Territory Talk podcast, which, again, you can find at floridapanthers.com slash Territory Talk or wherever you find your favorite podcast, the official podcast of the Panthers. He also covers the Panthers for floridapanthers.com, and you can hear him during the second intermission after 40 minutes of every Florida Panthers radio broadcast, talking about the week that was, talking about what's coming up for the Panthers. And a couple of things I want wanted to get to, in addition uh, from the recent five-game win streak, the current five-game win streak, I should say, that the Panthers are on right now, Jameson. Going back to the Buffalo game on Monday night, it was the first time we'd seen Spencer Knight in the National Hockey League in a little over a month's time. Went down to the AHL, had a chance to play regularly, get those reps. He won seven of his nine appearances down there in the American Hockey League during that stint came up, played against the Sabres, and again showed why he's a guy who has a very bright National Hockey League future ahead of him. But with the way Sergei Bobrovsky's playing, it's it's beneficial at this stage. Spencer Knight can get down there, get those reps, get that experience. Uh, what'd you like from Spencer Knight's game? Uh, just a lot of what we've come accustomed to seeing, a guy who's mature beyond his years and had a great start, backstopped the Panthers to a convincing win back on Monday. Yeah, and on that, that should have been a shutout. Uh, that one goal against him was a, kind of a fluky goal. You know that that no goaltender is going to stop. So he almost played a perfect game out there. I think he did play a perfect game outside of that. Um, and we talked about it before. Mental fortitude. He's got that in spades. And for him to you know struggle a little bit, you know, the first time he's really faced adversity in a long time uh, here at the NHL level to get sent down to, at any level, really. at any level, really. How good he is. You're right. Whether it's a college or the you know, World Juniors, he's got a gold medal around his neck. Uh, he's obviously been in big situations and excelled. But for him to go down to the AHL, play really well. He had some great games down there uh, in Charlotte, and then to come back up and kind of slide right back into that NHL mindset uh, was really impressive, and then he goes right back down to keep playing, because that's kind of what they decided with Spencer this season. Bob can obviously carry the load, but when he needs a night off, 
Spence can come up and give you a game or two and go back down. He, they just want him playing, whether it's up here, down there. Spencer Knight just needs to get reps, play, get starts, you know, face shots, get those experiences in. And he's doing that right now. So I really do love how they're handling Spencer. And if they ever do need him for a longer stretch, he's a guy you can trust, even at 20 years old. We saw it in the playoffs last year with how, how good he was. And people have to remember, Spencer Knight's 20 years old. Most goaltenders that come into this league maybe really start to get you know steady play when they're, what, 22, 23. So anything he's doing now, this season, next season, it's all house money. He's already way ahead of schedule. And Andrew Burnett said it. He's never seen a goaltender as good as Spencer at 20 years old. And if Andrew Burnett's saying that, a guy that's, you know, born and raised in the game of hockey, uh, you, have to, you have to take that and you have to like it. So uh, for Spencer Knight, I, I love what he's been doing. And I'm, of course, really excited for the future. But the present's also very strong. Yeah, Andrew Burnett's been doing a lot of player evaluation over the last uh, number of years so uh, that's some high praise coming from him no question about that Jamison Olive our guest here covers the Panthers for FloridaPanthers.com you can find him on Twitter at Jamison Coop of course something else from the game against the Flyers back on Thursday it was the Panthers debut for big finish defenseman Pateri Lindbaum and this is a guy who came in not a uh, not a you know not a 20 year old rookie uh this is a guy who came in as a, a season pro gold medal winner with team finland just a few weeks back at the uh, at the winter olympics and a guy who's played the national hockey league before albeit back in the 16 17 season was his most recent national hockey league experience but uh, as they like to say a guy who knows his way around the rink he's been through it before and he's played professionally extensively andrew burnett had some good things to say about his panthers debut after the win over the flyers back on thursday night he had that thunderous hit that uh, knocked scott lawton out of the game what'd you take away from his performance in his panthers debut yeah, he's a big boy out there. You know, he throws those big hits. He plays physical. I thought he made a lot of smart plays uh, in the defensive zone. A couple of hiccups here and there, but that's to be expected because you can't forget he hasn't played in the NHL since that 16-17 season, but he hasn't played hockey since the Olympics, which is about almost a month ago now. So it'd been a while since he even saw game action. And of course, in the Olympics, it's a, it's a different rink yeah. as well. So uh, really impressed with that quick transition. He's only been here a week or so. He signed March 1st uh, and just went through the immigration process. And he told us, you know, a lot, lot of travel here recently. So uh, probably still a little jet lagged as he's well. He's been around the world, really. He he has. He's been around the world. But uh, anytime the Panthers can get another fin, I think they're happy because the, they all find success here. So, uh, for him, uh, I, I like what I saw in Game One. Of course, like you said, he's a veteran. You know, forty plus games of NHL experience over a couple seasons with St. Louis. Uh, he's got a couple friends on the team. Everyone knows what to expect out of him. And I think just a great move by the Panthers. Honestly, he became available because his team over in the KHL, Joker in Finland, uh, opted out of the KHL playoffs with everything going on, and he immediately became available. And the Panthers jumped right on it. So clearly, this is a guy they had identified previously as a hey, if this guy ever becomes available, we'll hop on it. They did right away. So that's some savvy hockey ops there, as we've come to expect from the Panthers. Mm-hmm over the last couple seasons. Um, but he's now got a window here. you got a window here. The trade deadline's coming up in a couple weeks, whether it's him, Lucas Carlson. There's a couple guys now that can step up and say, you know, we're taking this spot on defense. You don't need to get someone. We've, we're comfortable here. So the Panthers have bought themselves kind of an evaluation window here on their defense, and I really like that. So anything can happen, but of course, between whether it's Carlson, Lindbaum, a couple guys definitely vying for that spot come playoff time. And looking at that, Jameson, I was thinking about that with, you know, for example, the number 60, number 70 slots uh, that are available the proper terminology, I, I don't think you're looking to replace anybody. I think really what you're looking for is going down the stretch, you go into the playoffs, defense are at such a premium. If you have the opportunity to enhance your defensive depth without 
sacrificing anyone from the active roster, and you do it in an economical way. And Bill Zito's been so great making these kind of moves where he's able to enhance the roster without losing anyone that is a key contributor. If you have the opportunity to do that going into the playoffs, especially with the premium that teams are willing to play for defense this time of the year, that could be a huge feather in the cap of the Panthers if a move like this really works out. And again, it's a veteran guy, and, and he had a really good first impression. Yeah, and we always we always say, everyone always asks, you know, what's this team going to do before the deadline? Every single contending team in the NHL before the deadline wants to add a defenseman and they want to add another four. Yeah, everybody's on the phone. Everybody's on the phone. Everybody wants to add probably two pieces just to load up for the playoff run, like you're saying. So everyone's making calls. Everyone's looking to get better. It's a really interesting year, especially uh, for the deadline, just because so many teams are right up against the cap. So not only are you probably going to have to move pieces around prospects picks, but teams are going to be moving. And a flat, flat cap moving yeah. forward, right? Teams are moving salary around. So teams are, you know, really looking ahead in the future right now with the flat cap, like you said. So uh, it's a time where savvy GMs rise to the top. And of course, the Panthers have one of the savviest in the league, if not the savviest, based on all the moves he's made lately. So they're in a great spot. But uh, overall, you know, deadline coming up, the Panthers in a great position to buy, great position to get better. But even if they don't, they got the best team, one of the best teams in the league right now. So uh, the Panthers can do no wrong, I think, in the next coming weeks here. Yeah, you look at what this team's got on the ice. We were talking about it uh, after the Flyers game during the Cats recap show, Bill Lindsay and I. But you look at it, and of course you mentioned Bill Zito, and no question he's going to be in uh, heavy consideration for GM of the year this year. And Jonathan Huberto has put himself into the Hart Trophy mix. And uh, Aaron Ekblad still has a shot to be in that conversation for the Norris and Barkov for the Selkie. And you go right down the list. And one guy that I think you look to, Andrew Brunette, and I know you just hear the way he approaches things. The guys love playing for him, and he's the first one to to give the players the credit for uh, for the success that they're having. But Andrew Brunette, there's no reason to think that he's not going to be at least a finalist for uh, for the Jack Adams with the job that he's done this season. What's impressed you the most with really the the way that Andrew Brunette's just developed this this uh, you know knack for for uh, you know leading this team from behind the bench? I think he's had the toughest job in the NHL this season for two reasons. Obviously, you know, coming in and taking over that job for the first time in his career, you know, eight, nine games into the season, that's incredible. Tons of pressure because the team at that time was, you know, hadn't lost yet. Right. So the weight of the world on his shoulders there. And he's been fantastic ever since. He's kept the Panthers right where they are. They're still in first place in the Atlantic Division. So just, you know, from a records perspective, he's done a spectacular job. But just talking to the guys, just how much these guys love playing for him, just how what a player's coach he is, uh, that's huge. He's kept the vibe in the locker room great. He's leaned on the leaders. He's leaned on the Joe Thorns, the Patrick Hornquist, the Barkoffs, the Ekblads to create this culture here. Um, so everyone's loving him. You know, him and his assistant coaches, whether it's Derek McKenzie, Tuomo Rutu, Ulf Samuelson, such a supportive group. So just the culture within the locker room between the coach and the players is fantastic. But his job is so tough when this team is healthy. Just look at all the players he has to work with at his disposal. Another reason why Bill Zito should be GM of the year, just all the weapons he's given Bruno to work with. But every night he's scratching three guys that are playing for other teams in the league if they have the opportunity. So he's scratching NHL players every single night and finding which players work where. And I think just managing that. You're telling a guy that should be playing and a guy that would be playing elsewhere, hey, you're not in tonight. And that having that guy say, you know what, we're a great team. I'm totally fine with that. Team first. So the fact that he's been able to take all these top talents and give them, give them all that kind of team first mentality. I know that's a culture thing. It's an organizational thing. It's not just him, but obviously as the head coach, he plays a big role in that. So from the culture to the records to how he's managing players to how he's managing games, um, 
no reason Andrew Burnett, especially the Panthers, win the division isn't going to win the Jack Adams. Yeah, totally agree with you. And by the time the regular season's all said and done, it'll have been a 75-game run behind the bench for Andrew Burnett as the head coach, as the interim head coach this season. So uh, again, he's got plenty of he's had plenty of runway there, a big enough sample size to certainly be considered for the Jack Adams this season. In the Panthers posting one of the top records in the National Hockey League, so five straight wins for the Panthers. Jameson Olive, our guest here on the Panthers Insider Show this morning. Just a few minutes to go here in the program uh, before we wrap things up. And, well, we have a a rare Saturday night with no Panthers hockey. Of course, they're going to be back at it late Sunday night, late tomorrow night, going into your Monday morning when they visit the L.A. Kings. Uh, Potentially, I guess it would have to be a pretty long game to, uh, well, no, I think we're going to go past midnight. I think that's going to be on tap for tomorrow night. Panthers and the Los Angeles Kings, 10 o'clock tomorrow. So shifting gears, Jameson, looking ahead to this road trip coming up. We talked about how the five-game win streak the Panthers have seen. Uh, they had really one playoff team in those five games. But coming up, L.A., it's, it's, the Pacific Division's interesting. L.A.'s in the mix there. San Jose, maybe not so much. Vegas, Thursday night, they're going to be fighting for their lives. Anaheim, Friday night, same thing. A team that could be fighting for its playoff life. So you have three desperate hockey teams that hope to make the Stanley Cup playoffs on this four-game road trip coming up here, and a, a Sharks team that is a, a proud bunch, and the Shark Tank never a, an easy place to go into. doesn't matter what the situation is. For the Panthers, what's the biggest thing here uh, on this road trip? It's going to be another stretch of games against some, some desperate hockey teams, potentially. Yeah, 100%. And like you said, the Kings, I think, one of the, in my book, one of the biggest surprises mm-hmm. this year. I, I think they're heading towards the playoffs, obviously, in a great spot right now in the standings. The Ducks, I think, are ahead of schedule with what they're doing. Obviously, Trevor Zegers also in contention with the Calder Trophy right up there with, you know, Moritz Sider, Anton Liddell, the Panthers. Um, Vegas, they're slumping right now, but that's still Vegas, and that's still one of the toughest buildings in the league to play in. And like you said, the Sharks. I mean, Bob Bugner knows a lot of the players on this team very well from when he was here. Uh, that's a tough building to play in. They still have some pieces, and a team like that's probably going to be selling at the deadline. There's a lot of guys in that roster that are looking to to make their mark, whether it's for a spot that opens up when another guy gets traded, or to make themselves more valuable to get out of town and join a playoff contender. So. All four games, very tough, but if I'm looking at the road trip as a whole, the Panthers, they've done well on the California trip. Obviously, didn't go on it recently with with COVID schedules and things like that, but uh, it's no longer a scary trip like it used to be for the Cats. I have full confidence they can have a great trip here, and in terms of, you know, keys to the trip... just keep doing what you're doing. And obviously the Panthers have been doing so well this year at executing that game plan like we talked about earlier. Um, Bobrovsky can play well in these games, which you expect him to with how well he's been playing this year. And overall, the Panthers' road game is so improved uh, in the last, you know, let's say month or so uh, from what it was in the beginning of the year. So there's no longer that cloud of we have to get better on the road. You know, this is something we're bad at. The team can just play hockey now. They've gotten over that hump. Same with the power play. The power play has been electric. Top, you know, first in the league since January 1st. That's no longer a, you know, we're going to the power play. You know, we're worried about this. This seems to be better. There's not really any area of their game heading into this trip where they're saying, you know, this is something we have to fix right now. Everything is just going well. It's either going good or great uh, with everything they're doing, whether it's the penalty kill, power play, five on five, goaltending, Everything's solid right now. So the Panthers, just keep playing your game. It's really, It really is that simple. One more going off of that here before we let you go in just a moment. And you brought up that point, Jameson. The last time the Panthers did the California swing would have been the 1920 season, February of 2020, uh, just a few weeks before the season was, was shut down. And then we had the months of uncertainty and 
Boy, it feels like uh, feels like a lifetime ago that the Panthers went on the California swing last, but they're going to be starting it up tomorrow night. Panthers and the Los Angeles Kings, 10 o'clock Eastern out in Los Angeles. You mentioned the power play. It's really clicked along very nicely. Anthony Duclair has been scoring a power play goal every night lately. What's been the biggest key on the Panthers' power play for the success that you've seen? I know since the calendar flipped into 2022, there's nobody better than the Panthers on the man advantage. Yeah, obviously Anthony Duclair has brought a nice element to that top unit, never afraid to shoot, taking a bunch of shots there uh, from the circle. So that was kind of a rotating door for a bit. Who was going to be that fifth guy on the top unit? It seems like Duclair has really got a firm grip on that now. So that's been big. Uh, Aaron Eckblad's done a great job quarterbacking that. You've seen his confidence grow in that role. Uh, in the past, he's been on PP1, but he's been playing in the circle, so, you know, firing that one timer. Right now he's back at the top, more of a distributor. He's in charge of holding, you know, the blue line, patrolling it. Does a great job keeping pucks in the zone, you know, sustaining zone time, you know, Barkov, all the stuff he's doing this year, uh, leading this team in power play goals. He's been spectacular. But I think uh, that's just what I'm saying. But if you talk to the guys, we talked to Sam Reinhardt after that went over the Flyers. Two power play goals in that game for him, right around the blue paint, you know, rebounds, second chances. And he basically said it comes down to that. You know, the team's just, they're thinking less on the power play. They're not looking for the perfect shot as much as they were before. This it's a cliche, but pucks on net. They're just getting pucks on net. They're getting second, third chances. They're getting rebounds. Um, they're creating chaos because the more you shoot the puck, the more chaos you create, the more you break down the opposing penalty kill, and the more you free yourself up for offensive chances and shots. So uh, for the Panthers, we knew it was going to turn around. They have so many weapons. Uh, it's been great. And not just the first unit, second unit as well. They've been clicking. Usually the second unit only gets, you know, on a two-minute power play, maybe 20, 30 seconds to work with. And they've been scoring some power play goals, so they're also getting more comfortable making, you know, the most out of their opportunities. So both units are clicking, but we knew it was coming with the talent the Panthers have. Jameson Hall, FloridaPanthers.com, the Territory Talk podcast. You can hear him every second intermission across the Panthers radio network. Jameson, we thank you very much for your time. Enjoy your Saturday, and we will talk to you tomorrow night as the Panthers will take on the LA Kings at 10 Eastern. Uh, late night, got to have your coffee uh, tomorrow evening so you're fully energized for that big second intermission segment. Yeah, it's going to be uh, pajamas and coffee with Kevin Rogers. It's going to be a great segment. I can't wait. I think that's what we're going to call it pajamas and coffee with kevin rogers that's coming up the maiden voyage tomorrow uh sometime around 11 30 p.m eastern as the panthers will be taking on the la kings and that's it for us here on the panthers insider show panthers don't have a home game until the 29th of this month but plenty of time to get your panthers gear go to flateamshop.com for your exclusive panthers licensed merchandise including one-of-a-kind game use gear hockey inspired fashion apparel and much more shop now at flateamshop.com panthers in los angeles to kick off their road trip tomorrow 10 o'clock eastern panthers and the sharks Tuesday at 10.30 Eastern. Some late-night hockey coming up this week. Panthers out west. Be sure to join us for that across the Panthers radio network. The next Panthers home game coming up on the 29th of March at 7 against Montreal. FloridaPanthers.com, Ticketmaster.com to get your tickets. Big thanks, Jameson Olla, for stopping by this segment. Big thanks to all of you for tuning in here on the Panthers Insider Show. I'm Doug Plagans. Once again, this has been the Panthers Insider Show right here on the Florida Panthers radio network. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. 
Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.